is Keach Rainwater with the Designated Drummer Podcast, and this week I have somebody that I have wanted to get on here forever, Becky Buller. Hey, Keach. Hey. hey. She is a Thanks for girl. having me. This is oh so exciting. Man, I, you know, we met at the airport years ago, yeah. and I haven't seen you since, honestly. Well, no, I mean, not well, really. I mean, not in person. No, I mean, but 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 we text, we've written a song together, or we, we're working we on zoomed. a song. Uh, over <laughs> we zoomed. Over Zoom, you were in Canada, and I yeah. was in Manchester, Tennessee, my adopted hometown. That's cool. Well, and so now we're here in the... The band cave. The band cave. The this infamous so band exciting. cave. So if you hear a train go by in the background, or, or bus start trucks... Up. Exactly. Um, so Becky Buller is a bluegrass singer, writer, artist, band leader, uh, and also you were in the International Bluegrass Music Association. You had some kind of chair there, like uh, yeah, yeah actually, the, I served on the board. Served on the yeah, board, yeah for a while, and now I'm I'm on the board of the IBMA Foundation, which is the charitable giving the. F- arm of the IBMA, the, the International Bluegrass Music Association. So the IBMA Foundation gives out scholarships and fellowships uh, to uh, bluegrass academics, um, people furthering um, bluegrass music, people studying bluegrass at the collegiate level. Wow. Um, it's See, I never knew you could do that. I never on. knew you could go to college for, uh, for a bluegrass. You know, yeah. that was never a thing. Right. Remind days. me where your, where your hometown is. My hometown? Yeah. Plano, Texas. Okay, okay. Because I was just down in Texas in Leveland at South Plains oh, right. Community College. Uh, they have a bluegrass camp there that they've had going for 30-some years, uh, headed up by Alan Mundy. He, Alan Mundy and Joe Carr um, were were lead or led that program for a very long time and and it's produced all sorts of wow because i would have always country thought people that bluegrass people went there uh ron block from allison krauss and union station studied wow. there apparently Stuart duncan my favorite fiddle player studied oh, yeah. there for a while um jeff hyde who is a fantastic songwriter and part of eric church's road band he went there um and uh Ricky from Lone Star. Richie, yeah. Richie. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, yeah. Richie. Richie from Lone Star went there too. Um, so, yeah, so there was a bluegrass program there. Actually, that was the first bluegrass program in the world. Wow. But um, it was the first two year bluegrass school. I went to the first four year bluegrass school, which is East wow. Tennessee State University. Yeah, now I would think Tennessee would be more of a bluegrass pla- a place for a bluegrass course or, or at a college but texas doesn't i don't think I know. bluegrass when i think of texas i know it's weird yeah. but you know what there's bluegrass music all over the world it's right. a niche market just like it is here um some of my favorite bluegrass music is coming out of the czech and slovak republics huh is that right yeah wow. and i um uh, when I was serving on the IBMA board, Jamie Deering was on there, and she is the owner of Deering Banjos, and she said that their uh, their most thriving market these days is Mongolia. Mongolia for banjos. For, for, for I ban- I know it's crazy. <laughs> I never would have thought of that. No. <laughs> Uh, no. So bluegrass kind of got its start, I guess, in either Tennessee or North Carolina or something like that. Well, you know, well, Bill I mean, Monroe. In America, anyway. Yeah, Bill Monroe was the father of bluegrass music. Um, when he put that magic combination together, November night. Let's see. I'm going to get this wrong. It was 1945, the end of 1945, that Flatt and Scruggs joined the band. 
the Bluegrass Boys. Wow. And they played on the Grand Old Opry there at the Ryman, and people went nuts over that that, that banjo roll. Yeah, um, right. They just they loved it, and they um, and a new genre was born. And wow. it's great because they're uh, you know it's bluegrass is it's the sum of all these different influences from all over the world that came together in the Appalachian Mountains and um, and and kind of you know came together to form this this beautiful music that um, you know you've got elements of of African music from you know the banjo is an African instrument right, that yeah. has been. You know, it's been Americanized, obviously. Or they would stretch an animal head over a, some kind of a, a bowl and, and put a string across it. Right, right, right. But you know what? Um, you know, Japan has the shamisen, which is basically a three-string right. banjo. I never know? thought about it. It does kind of have a <laughs> yeah, banjo. Yeah, so, sound. I mean, there are other cultures in the world that have banjo, too. But but back to bluegrass, you know, you had the Scotch-Irish fiddle tunes that Bill Monroe learned from his Uncle Penn. Um, and uh, Uncle Penn was a fiddle player and... Uh, of course, Bill Monroe played the mandolin. Um, so yeah, blues influence, um, bluegrass, um, uh, gospel music is what I was getting there. Uh, so gospel yeah. music has a big influence on on bluegrass, and um, so you've got those hymns in there too, and that oh, the, gosh, just that wonderful drive that that Bill Monroe put in there with that mandolin chop on the offbeat. Wow. Um, but but this music, it just it's got these elements from all over the world, and so you know these other cultures kind of relate to it um they you know they kind of it came to america and then it got broadcast out all over the world like especially over armed forces radio after world war ii do you think that maybe one of the things about bluegrass that's so popular is the story there's a story in there you can understand what they're saying usually and there's a story to be told there's a lot of story songs in bluegrass music for sure and uh and people do love their stories yeah, and sure. along with the amazing playing of, of guitar and banjo and yeah. mandolin and fiddle. Yeah, and that's what really differentiates bluegrass music from old-time music. Um, you know, they're, they're branches off the same tree. It was all country music until Elvis showed up right. in the 50s, okay. and then things went electric. Um, but, but, but old-time music, everybody gets together, and they all play the tunes pretty much the same way, depending on what area you're in um um you know the folks in alabama will play the fiddle tune this way and the folks in tennessee will play the fiddle tune that way but the old time players all they just it's more about the groove with bluegrass music you have the groove going but you also have the um the improvisational aspect of it and um like you know showing off yeah. <laughs> look at me look at how many notes i can play right and how fast i can play them and one thing i notice about bluegrass too it's a very listening kind of thing and when i say that i mean you have a group of people playing together and there's not a drummer there's not really you know it's it's you, you to follow the beat and to follow each other whoever's doing the f- lead whoever's doing the rhythm you have to really be in tune with the, what they're doing in every way mm-hmm. like you have to listen so carefully and even like when the singer is singing, everybody yeah. backs off a little bit, you know, yeah, volume-wise. Dy- you know dynamics I mean? are very important. Um, yeah, well, being a team, you know, yeah. um, which, I mean, of course, that translates to any kind of music that you play. You you need to be a team player for it to just be really great. But, um, yeah, once the, once the, ba- once the, the, the song gets kicked off, 
I, I, I tell, I always tell my band, you know, we follow Daniel. That's our, our bass player. We call him the Hulk because when he, he plays, he gets really into it and he kind of, kind of starts making crazy the b- bass faces. Player yeah, we yeah. call our bass player the Hulk. Wow. Anyway, so, but yeah, once, once the, once it gets going, we just revolve around that bass beat and we, we zone in on him and then, you know, and, and he and our mandolin player Wes, they've, They've, you know, they've got to be in sync, and it's it's almost like a bass drum and a snare. Exactly, right? the, exactly. In a way, that's yeah. the rhythm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's your backbeat and your your downbeat. Mm-hmm. Your, wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's your one and three, as we would say. <laughs> well, um, so uh, you are from Minnesota, right? Originally. Yeah. 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 Sure. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, so you grew up there, but you also studied in Tennessee and all that. So when mm-hmm. was the, I want to go back to in Minnesota, how that spark, that first thing, is it in your family or did you just pick up an instrument one day and yeah. say, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. So um, I'm super excited because here in just a couple weeks, my band is going back to the Butterfield Threshing Bee in Butterfield, Minnesota, where my family first heard bluegrass music in the early 1980s. And that just set us on a path that led me to the band cave with you today. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? Here you are. Yeah, yeah. So, so my parents, uh, my dad had a mandolin, but didn't really know how to play it. Um, they both played guitar. They, they met in college um, when my mom walked up to my dad and told him he was playing cheater chords on the guitar. <sighs> Oh, ouch. yeah, I know. And what a pickup line. I know, is. it's terrible, awful, but that's their sense of humor, too. <laughs> so his answer was, are you free for dinner? Let's yeah, talk about I this. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so um, so they were very into music already, and then they heard Bluegrass, and they really liked it. Started a band not long after that called Prairie Grass. They had that the whole time I was in school. Um, I, probably when I was about eight, I told them I want to sing in the band and they said well you have to play something because that's how bluegrass band works you you don't generally you don't just have a singer have a singer (laughs) it's just um so I I looked at their lineup of instruments my dad was on mandolin mom was on guitar and then Gordy and Roxy Schultz Gordy played banjo and Roxy played the bass and I didn't know about dobro at that time so I said okay you don't have a fiddle I'll play fiddle. And uh, they were already shelling out a lot for piano lessons for me. Um, and so they were like, okay, well, you know, see how much. You can't I really have a piano player in bluegrass, can you? Right, right. But they wanted, to, you know, they wanted to see how interested I was and serious about it. And um, I bugged them for a year to get me lessons. I really wanted to do it. And um, they finally got me fiddle Suzuki, lessons. Su- well, Suzuki yeah. violin lessons because we didn't have any fiddle teachers in my area, um, and and I had a wonderful Suzuki teacher, Patty Trias, and she would teach me some fiddle tunes on the side because she knew that's what I really wanted to do. But yeah. I did <sighs> went all the way through the the books with her did a couple years of lessons at St. Olaf College with Charles Gray um it was in youth orchestra all through college or high school and then left home the day I graduated and and, uh, worked that summer in Minneapolis and then headed down to Tennessee and and went to bluegrass school at East Tennessee State. Is that kind of where you sort of always wanted to be when you started Um, playing? You know I, I don't I didn't think that far ahead 
I, I just knew that I wanted to sing in mom and dad's band. It took playing a fiddle to get in there. <laughs> uh, and and I, I probably was already writing songs at that point. So when people ask me why I chose the fiddle, I, I always say the fiddle chose me. <laughs> That's right. You know, I, I believe that. I totally it, believe that. It, yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, I loved it down at East Tennessee State. I was finally around people my own age that played. And what year would this have been when you that came to Tennessee? That was 97. 97. Yeah, so 25 years I've been wow. in Tennessee now. <sighs> and um, and I uh, played with local groups around Johnson City uh, when I was there. And then college, you know, groups within the college. I actually got a degree in public relations and a minor oh. in music because they didn't have the bluegrass degree or and that's right around Knoxville, right? Um, f- further, Johnson City, further, further than, yeah, than Knoxville. about as far as you can go. That's where um, uh, Kenny East. Chesney went. East he Texas. did the same one. He did. Same place. Yep, that's where he learned to play guitar. Was wow. in the bluegrass program, and they're actually celebrating forty years this year, and. Um, They've got a celebration wow. coming up. I'm going to be part of that. I'm really excited. That is awesome. Yeah. You're going to perform there and everything? Yep. Uh, yep. That's neat. Mm-hmm. So what's your what's your your chosen, your favorite? Is it the fiddle? Like your your main instrument? What would you call your well, main instrument? Yeah, I'm a, I would say fiddle is my main instrument. And then I picked up guitar so that I could accompany myself on the songs I was writing. And um, yeah, picked that up in high school. Um, let the piano go by the wayside. <laughs> Too heavy to haul around, right? Slightly, yes. Man, I want a guitar though. I mean, you don't really oh, have guitars really? in bluegrass music, but they're so cool. You wear it like, yeah, she's talking about, for those that don't know, she's talking about a <laughs> keyboard that you strap on like a guitar. It has actually a guitar strap, and you strap it on and play it like a keyboard, but you... Uh-huh. It also has a, your left hand is doing some kind of thing, little, like a bend notes and I don't even your, know. I, don't know. I just, I just know they just look awesome. <laughs> they just look cool. Yeah. Wow. My, my daughter's way into 80s music right now. So we've been listening to a lot of Wham and, um, gosh. Oh yeah. Just. That's cool. And your daughter's cool. name is Romy, right? Her name is Romy. She's nine. She's nine. Mm-hmm. That's, that's such a great age. And she won't let me show her anything on the fiddle or. I know. Anything. Does she have any interest in playing music? She loves singing. Okay. Um, I did make her take piano lessons because that's how I started. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was a great foundation for me. So that when I did start fiddle, violin, um, you know, I already knew how to read music. Um, I, I did let her give up piano. Uh, at the end of May, I was just tired of fighting. <laughs> yeah, tired of fighting it. Yeah, so we'll see. She's always had the instruments around her and available to her. She's got a little banjo, a little fiddle. And um, And I always see her on your – it's great that you always include her on your social media, on your (laughs) – your Instagram stuff, and I've been following you on Instagram for a while. It's shameless, isn't it? And, I'm just uh, no, exploiting it's her. Cute. It's so cute. Every time I see her, I'm like, "There's Romy. There she is." Yeah, yeah. But um, so, okay, so I guess fiddle would be your sort of primary instrument. Yeah, fiddle's my primary, go-to. and and then I said I'd pick guitar up because I was writing songs, and banjo I picked up because of Gillian Welch. I yeah. I learned about her music when I was 18 and it really changed my life I just love what she does and just just studied her and and um and she played clawhammer banjo and and I didn't do so well with Scruggs style I did try a semester of Scruggs style and I I think really it, it wasn't just that I 
couldn't catch on to it. I think I didn't practice. <laughs> you got to have a good thumb. You got to have a yeah. hyper thumb. Yeah. That thumb's going up and down, up and down, up and, and down. And it might be that I have too many squirrels running around in my brain <laughs> to play Scrug style banjo. But the old timey banjo, the claw hammer style, is more like the fiddle shuffle. So yeah. in the fiddle, we would say one tater, two tater, thing, da da da. And on the banjo, we say do wackadoo wackadoo wackadoo. Is that right? Yeah, big so difference right there. It's like a right strum, there. sort of, and you're plucking one note kind of deal. Yeah, right? let me let me show you can here. We, can we hear yeah, it? So she's got her banjo. Uh, so here. here's my banjo. So here's the. Okay. That's the old timey lick. And so she's just got her thumb on the top note, and her mm-hmm. forefinger is just kind of raking down the rest of the strings. Yeah, and um, I, you can use a lot. Most people actually use their index finger. For some reason, I got started using my middle finger for the rake. But Dr. Yeah. Blaustein told me that was okay. <laughs> my okay, my yeah. claw hammer teacher at ETSU. So that. Do whack a do whack a do whack a do. I see. I gotcha. Whack-a. All right. All right. Keep talking here. Do whack a do whack a do. Yeah. Now she's gonna get the fiddle. She got her instruments laid out here, laid out I on the my, ground my here. Instruments spread all over now the band she's got cave. the fiddle. Um, okay. So I love the way you play fiddle. I've heard. So so with fiddle, it's a. Uh, that's like yeah. the building block of all bluegrass and old-timey fiddle. That shuffle, one tater, two tater. And yeah, it's the okay, same yeah. rhythm. So I think that's why it was easier for me to pick up Clawhammer banjo than the Scruggs-style roll. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That is so cool. Can you play uh, some, like, what would be a good uh, bluegrass-style uh, something people would sure. recognize or whatever, like on the on the fiddle, because you're such a good fiddle player. Oh, thank you. I just want to hear you play. Okay. Um, you um, look so natural with it. It looks like you know, <laughs> like when you said the fiddle chose you. It, yeah. It's apparent when you hold it. When you're you look, it's just you're right at yeah. home with it. So, well, I'll tell you. I'll if you want me to, I'll tell you about him. He's got a story. But I'll um I'll play something first. so amazing that is Thank i can you. just hear like a doom 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 that kind of <laughs> drum thing like, yeah, yeah that is so cool wow so, yeah that was a little of wheel hoss that's a, a bill monroe tune wow that's awesome and, i love the sound um, of that and my thing. fiddle is um he's over 200 years old wow. i named him leopold because i had fallen in love with the movie kate and leopold um right around the time that i got the the, the fiddle and um, so basically, he's named after Hugh Jackman. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and we call him the old man because he's uh, like like I said, he's over two hundred years old. Two hundred years 200. old, probably German made, possibly Austrian made. Um, there's no markings inside. He's got a lot of uh, really 
crazy patches and stuff. He's had a rough life um, before he met me, and and um, you know it's been I'm, sort I'm, of outfitted for the road. I can see that it's got yeah, like a little yeah, rest but on I, it. I, I feel little, like he's got a nice plug it sweet in. sound. So I got him in uh, 2003 from Universal Chevrolet in Cleveland, Georgia. From Sh- Universal Chevrolet. Now, yes. <laughs> that sounds interesting. i got to hear this no, story. Yeah, so so Mitch, the guy who owned the car dealership, is a mandolin player and dealt in instruments upstairs at, you know, at the car lot. And Aubrey Haney, one of my very favorite fiddlers, has my favorite bow arm in all of bluegrass music. Um, he had been in the day before with a bunch of instruments to trade to get a Tahoe for his wife. And I came in to play a show on the back lot of the car dealership because that's what they did there. They yeah, had bluegrass right. shows and they had a festival back there too. And um, I played this fiddle for about 10 minutes. I was like, I have to have it. Oh, man. <laughs> and so I did some trading and got this fiddle, got the guitar. I might play here in just a little bit. Um, and um, yeah, it's this has been my voice ever since so that is great. 2003 is, is that also kind of a songwriting tool you know do you ever songwrite with it or is it more guitar thing uh generally more of a guitar thing um i don't write a whole whole lot of tunes um but i have you know when i write a tune it'll be pretty much on the fiddle more of a melodic thing i guess yeah right? maybe, maybe yeah a- and for me you know everybody always asks you know what comes first the lyrics or the or the music and yeah. for me it's usually lyrics mm-hmm. every so often it might be a, a snatch of melody but most of the time it's a little phrase and then that phrase has a rhythm to it which leads me to a melody which kind of leads me to more stuff and it just kind of kind of builds out from there yeah. i noticed you do a lot of writing uh from your your posts on instagram a lot over the well of course with covid and right all that, yeah over yeah the like computer. we did over yeah. zoom yeah. yeah um it's made it so much easier well i was doing it before i do like getting together with people in person um but you know it it does help doing the zoom thing because i live in manchester and i tell people in nashville that i live in manchester and they go oh oh you're way out there mm, wow. yeah which <laughs> i'm an hour away <laughs> well, i really I'm appreciate just, you coming here yeah. to see me wow well, that no, gives no. a new appreciation oh really no but, but i mean to me an hour is not that far you know you're to so come up i-24 yeah it's no trouble at all um but zoom has made it easier you know i can do a writing appointment for four hours or whatever and and then you know be there to go pick my daughter up from school that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah she goes to school out in manchester right so yeah. she's not too far from yeah there. yeah in manchester that's cool mm-hmm. uh, let's see okay so i wanted to ask you a little bit about some of the awards that you've won you've mm-hmm. you, like won nine international bluegrass music association awards is that right ten. 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 Oh my gosh <laughs> ten thank I you i missed one no, yeah i know <laughs> So, um, what are what are the awards, and, and uh, oh how long has that been going on? Oh boy! Um, well, uh, uh, yeah. So they they span uh, from I think two thousand six to to just recently, right? Yeah, just recently. What? Um, twenty twenty twenty. Twenty. Yeah, yeah in 20. twenty. Yeah, because um, we were nominated for some stuff in twenty twenty one, but we didn't win anything, which is fine. Uh, like we were. My latest album was up for album of the year, which is just blows my mind. That, that is so it's cool. insane. I'm so grateful. Um, 
so yeah, uh, a lot of those awards have been since I've had my band, which um, I started my band in 2015. Before that, I was a side person. Mm-hmm. Um, people, I, I had good friends that got mad at me because they're like, don't you understand? You need to have your own band. You need to be doing this. <laughs> and I didn't have the confidence. I And to do it, I didn't I didn't have the money to do it. I didn't know who would be there yeah. when I, if I walked out on that water, who would grab me. Yeah. You needed to wait for that perfect time for that leap of faith, right? But well, at that time, it wasn't it. And you waited till no, 2015. I, well, yeah. I mean, I got painted into a corner. So oh. I, so I was, I was with uh, Valerie Smith and Liberty Pike um, for from 2001 to 2011. That's what brought me to Middle Tennessee because Val was based out of Bell Buckle. So I traveled all over the world with her. Um, and she mentored me. I'm so grateful to her. She had me working in the office and she'd say, try booking, try graphic design, try publishing um, paperwork and licensing and just all this stuff. And I'm grateful for those opportunities now because it's helped me to understand and appreciate like, you know, okay, well, I can handle this or yeah. I really need somebody to help me with this. <laughs> right. So, um, that's interesting. But yeah, I'd learned so much. And she would always say, she'd say, you are going to have your own band someday and you need to know this. And me be like, I'm always, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll give it a try it. and see what I can do. But I'm really grateful to her for that faith in me. Um, Cause I didn't have that faith in myself. And I, um, and I saw to the stress that it, that it, how stressful it was to lead a band and by, by her example i mean by her watching example her. and you know and other bands i'd been in and stuff and and i just i was like i just don't i don't know that i could handle it i don't think i'm strong enough to handle that and kind of takes the fun out of it doesn't it in um, a way having to be the leader and have to be the administrator yeah yeah and it was it was nice to just just show up and ride along and ride and play and yeah fine. yeah um but anyway in 2011 i needed a break and i had i've gotten married at that point um my husband and i married in 2009 and and was we were hoping that we could have kids and stuff and so i um got pregnant with romy and then like the crazy person i started playing with <laughs> darren and brooke aldridge <laughs> I'm like they asked me to fill in and oh, and, okay. and and I was like well I could you know I'm pregnant I you know but I could I could do some fill in work and they're like well you just want to join I'm like okay <laughs> and um, yeah it was psycho because they live seven hours away in Cherryville North Carolina yeah did they twist your arm really hard to get you to join? no no <laughs> you know I'm grateful to them for taking on a crazy pregnant woman and then a oh then gosh. a crazy like I I was there with them for for two seasons so um you know, now, right. now let me ask you this when you joined them mm-hmm. was it in a singing was you singing or, or were fiddling. you just fiddling yeah fiddling and then singing harmony and then singing harmony with okay. them so and they they sound great and man i just have to say i'm so proud for them things have are really going well for them they're on the opry all the time these days and it's just and who awesome. is this again? Darren and Brooke Aldridge. Darren and Brooke Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Darren and Brooke Aldridge. Yes. So check them out, please. Yes. Um, let's see. So, yeah. So I was with them just right before I had Romy. Then, you know, that year after I had Romy. And when Romy started walking, let me back up. I, I put out an album. Um, did an album in 2013. 
it had been 10 years since I had recorded any of my stuff. I had been pitching them to songs to other people and had yeah. lots of cuts in bluegrass music. So grateful for those. Um, but I hadn't done any recording myself. And um, my parents kind of said, you need to do an album. We're going to help you get this moving and you can pay us back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that I, I tried to hire Stephen Mojan to to do the record for me he's like well hey why don't you just be on my label so I'm like okay <laughs> and I've been on Dark Shadow recording ever since and he's a really great producer he um, plays guitar for Sam Bush oh that's cool and um, anyway Sam Bush is so, a uh, for those who don't know is a mandolin player yes and a uh, writer he's the rock performer. god of the mandolin yes. small g he used yes. to be in uh, Newgrass Revival Newgrass that's Revival that's the first time I ever saw him yes and Amy Lou Harris and what was the hot hot club hot her hot band well, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I played Nash Ramblers. Maybe it was the Nash yeah. Ramblers. And so he's been yeah. around forever. And he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I am so not plugged yeah. into the bluegrass uh, world, but I'm learning a ton. I mean, I'm learning so much about the history of it <laughs> yeah. and all that. You you are, you are could be teach a college course in bluegrass. You know, I wouldn't mind someday going back to yeah. like ETSU and teaching. My husband and I were just talking about that Saturday because every so often he'll say, so what are you going to do if you can't go on the road anymore? <laughs> <laughs> or he was talking right. about retirement and then he'll say, yeah, you know, I'd like in 10 years, I'd like to think about retiring, but you don't have to worry about that because you're never, ever going to be able to retire. No, you won't, <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. Anyway, I was back to my story. So I was, I did this record um, and it came out in 2014 called Tween Earth and Sky. And I was still touring with Darren and Brooke and Romy started walking and my husband my wonderful supportive generous good-natured husband is said you you can't do this anymore you we need you here we need you to make your own schedule I, I can't he he works um at Arnold's Air Force Base he's a draftsman but he also plays music <clears throat> and um just me being gone it's, it's harder when mama is gone yeah right you know? And, and I couldn't take Romy with me playing with another group. And anyway, and then I had this record. And to sell records bluegrass music, you have to tour. Yeah. So I was painted into a corner and I had to start my own band. Yeah. I mean, I could have, I could have just given up, I suppose, but I, that's not my personality. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. Anyway, so I started my own band. I walked out on the water. I'm like, oh Lord, help, please. I'm walking out and um, don't let me sink. Don't let me sink. <laughs> I'm keeping my eyes on you, Lord. Help me out. And uh, and he's been, he's always been very faithful and and has always, uh, always caught me. Um, I'm I'm so blessed. I really am. And I'm I'm surrounded by an incredible group of people. Um and people just stepped up like when I made that leap of faith, people stepped up to help me. Of course, yeah. And so I yeah, I mean there's been lots of bumps and it's been really tough. COVID really set me back. Mm-hmm. Um just but you, you made the best of it because you were uh, writing all the time. You just took that opportunity. I'm going to write my butt off right now. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. You know, I, I uh, the, 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 um, 
I wrote with a bunch of people that I like you. I got mm-hmm. to write with you um, a lot. I, I keep this list of people that you know. Every time we see each other, we'll say, "Hey, we need to write." Why haven't we written yet? Ten years later, we still need to write. And you'll you actually know? schedule it. I mean, that you don't just say that. You'll yeah. like reach out well, and go I try. like you did with me. You're like, "Hey, how is a Wednesday <laughs> at two thirty? You know, I you mean, know? and sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. So right now, I'm in a season of having to be my own booking agent. Um, and that's that's been Small going on since detail, right? December. <laughs> yes, yes. My booking agent gave notice, oh, no. um, and and I'm I'm trying to sort that out and navigate that and figure out how to fit that into everything else I got going on. Um, and so I haven't. I kind of had to stop writing. I think May was my last writing appointment. But but just I was headed into a busy season of touring. Um, actually, I just got in off of two and a half weeks on the road teaching at um blue uh, camp bluegrass and level yeah, in texas it's like camp thing, those and camps, then rocky right? grass uh, academy at lions colorado yeah, yeah. Like summer camp bluegrass summer camp yes thing, right? i i took more this year than i normally would but three of them were rebooks from 2020 yeah so, uh, but I really enjoy teaching. I love it when st- being able to help somebody and and being able to show them that you know you can do this. You can you can play this music too, and and you can slow anything down to where it's not scary. And um, I love it. Uh, my latest thing has been teaching Foggy Mountain Breakdown, like a a, a break to Foggy Mountain Breakdown to a more beginning class of yeah. fiddlers on banjo. Oh, fiddle on fiddle. fiddle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then I'll tell them, you know, go out and make friends with a banjo player. But the licks <laughs> that are in it are quintessential fiddle licks. Let me yeah. show you what I mean. Okay, now up to speed. Now play it up to oh, like the okay, normal speed. Okay. This is what you're. through and I give each of those licks a name and it's like I, I, I tell them it's like Legos you know you 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 build a break with yeah. these licks and then you tear out those licks apart and then you use them to build another break you I know? See. and okay, try to yeah. to help them visualize uh, kind of like yeah get yeah. them it's like a stepping stone to improv you know it, it you you use those licks and bits of scales and whatever to to create this 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 well of stuff that you draw from when you're improving and oh. and uh, and I'll tell them um, you know now go out and tonight when you're jamming use one of those licks and anyway I just love it when they come back and go, oh I used blah 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 you know train <laughs> I used the train. 
I used that in a in a in a song in the jam session tonight. We always when we were in the studio, we had these names for things, and one of the fiddle names we have is Nick Nick New. And we heard somebody one time in uh, Nick, Nick, uh, we were doing a demo or Nick, something. Nick, yeah, new. and and we and somebody goes, "Hey, you got one of them there, Nick Nick News on that fiddle there." <laughs> Nick, is Nick, it new. is it like a? Yeah, Nick, it's a yeah in the beginning of a song. Yeah, it's at the yeah, very front Nick, of the song. Nick, new, I and love I, that. I swear to God, I, I did. I gotta did remember that years ago in Dallas, and the fiddle player was the leader of the band. Every single song he played started out with chuk chuk. Yeah. every single one yeah we've hilarious. got in bluegrass we have i i call it bucket of french fries there's some saltier <laughs> names for it but uh so bucket of french fries son of a i'm tired yeah right? no, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah bucket of french fries bucket of french fries yeah. or son of a bitch i'm tired yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> that's awesome so uh, oh i wanted to ask you um let's see so you came to you came to Nashville. You got your so we're up to That's, where you started uh, writing and recording your albums and things like that. And um, how was the whole studio process for you? Was that uh, kind of a were you like a fish out of water, or was it like very because you're just yeah? Um, so I ooh, let's see. Because that's very scrutinizing when you're playing oh, live versus yes. having a big microphone yes. right in front of you and everything you play. You know, to this day, I, I still feel uncomfortable in the studio. I was in the studio just yesterday working on some vocals, um, finishing up my Christmas record. And there were a couple of songs that I had worked on before going into the studio. But it's so different once you get on the microphone and you're working with the producer and and I was attacking them too much, and so we had to. I, you know, I did that for a while, and then we had to dial me back. And it's just, it's so different uh, being in in the studio, and you just hear everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're playing live, you know, there's all this, you know. It just what happens happens. Yeah, what it's happens out there happens. And it goes there, away. It's live. It's whatever. You People know? remember it better than it actually sounded. I think. You I know, think so. Think? Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So the studio is still. It's not super comfortable for me. I just haven't been in there as much as other people uh, so I wouldn't say I'm a studio musician I really appreciate it when people call me and ask me to play to sessions in, and stuff. play sessions they I don't get calls very often because I mean most most of the folks that might call me know I'm really busy with all the, yeah. all the other stuff and touring and whatnot um, but I'm always thrilled to be asked wow now when you travel I was going to touch on this too when you're talking about touring and this kind of thing it's it's to me when I think about that the way you travel I've seen your pictures and stuff it's tough because you're in a van you're in like a van in a trailer right like we used to be years ago yeah we are yeah there's nowhere I, um, to sleep you just sleep sitting up kind of well you know? yeah and we try so all of us are more seasoned we'll say well mm-hmm. seasoned yeah <laughs> We have a young hotshot guitar player who doesn't mind to drive all night. Really prefers wow. to drive all night, but the rest of us are like, um, yeah, no, <laughs> we're gonna get hotels, and rest, and you know, get a good night's sleep and be safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we, yeah, we do a variety of things. Um. The band is always gigging me about getting a bus. You need yeah. a bus. <laughs> need a bus. <laughs> but we are mostly a weekend warrior band. Yeah. 
Um, two of my guys have day jobs. Uh, Daniel the Hulk Harden, our bass player, works at Jack Daniels. He's a master machine operator in wow. the bottling plant. So he right. is the most popular guy everywhere we go. <laughs> and then we've got Wesley on the mandolin. And Wes works for Springer Mountain Farms. And he can tell you anything you want to know about chicken logistics. Chicken logistics. Yes. I gotta hear this. I gotta learn I need, more about chicken logistics. I need logistics. to learn more about it myself. Yeah, no, he he's like uh, coordinates <laughs> like different accounts and stuff. Um, he's worked his way up into like the head office kind of thing. Wow. Used to work on the chicken line. Logistics. Okay. Chicken logistics. Right, and he plays what? Mandolin. Mandolin. Okay, yes. Mandolin. And then Ned Luberecki is on the banjo. He's the 2018 IBMA Banjo Player of the Year. Wow. What's and his last name again? Luberecki. 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 Mm-hmm. That's hard to remember. It is. <laughs> Luberecki. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he's also a DJ on Sirius XM's Bluegrass Junction. Is that right? He does the Sunday banjo lesson for anybody that's, no way. that uh, tunes in over there sometimes. Have you ever heard of yeah. a guy named Nate Zercher? No. That played banjo for Jonah and the Lion? I've heard of Jonah and the Lion. Well, Nate, I, I sold a, I had a during banjo years yeah. ago, and I sold it on Craigslist or something, and he bought it. So uh-huh. we met at a Starbucks and talking. And I was like, "What do you, you know, do you play in a band?" Yeah. And he was telling me all about Jonah and the Lion, and yeah. it was kind of a rock band, and he's the banjo player and all that. Yeah. Ah, it's so great. To, and he would have these little banjo concerts on. I forget what what streaming platform it was. One of those things where you can put on your own little yeah. live concert thing. Yeah. And uh, and I would listen to his little oh, banjo concerts. Cool. Very different. Not bluegrass. Yeah. At all. Well, I love that though. These fusion bands like Avett Brothers and um, oh, the ones from um, from England. Um, Oh, now I can't think of their name. But but you know groups that are taking like these elements of bluegrass and. Yeah, music and putting them together with now. How do you feel about the ganjo? Is that like sacrilegious to to you? Ganjo, nah. Yeah. I, I look at that yeah. and I'm like, that's not a banjo. That's a guitar. I mean, come on. <laughs> it sounds like a banjo, but I mean, well, am so, I being ultra purist there? Nah, you know, I mean, it's it's fun. It's, it's cheating. All, it's all fun. It's not it's not <laughs> cheating. It's fun. Just you know, roll with it. So Ned but, has a what well, we call it the thing. It's a resophonic banjo. A what? A resophonic banjo. Resophonic. It's made by the Rickard Banjo Company out of Canada, and it's um, he plugs it in, and it's sort of yeah. I mean, it's it's all metal. Um, looks looks like a hubcap. Plays like a banjo. <laughs> he's been when on our duo shows we've been doing here lately. He's playing it with a slide. Okay, and it sounds so trippy. It's really, really cool. Wow. Does yeah, it fit your music is there, or do you have to write songs for it? Well, no, we. Um, so he plays it on a couple songs on our sets with the band, um, songs that I'd written a long time ago that had dobro on them. And so it gives us a little of that feel. Um, and then we just picked it up in the duo gigs for this really weird song that we wrote. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the duo gigs because we can do some of the stranger stuff that, that the band leader of my band won't let my band do. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> So you're the artist. You don't. You're not the band leader. No, I am the band leader. Oh, I was, oh, I was, oh you're I was, referring to yourself. I was, okay. Yeah, I was joking. I see. Yeah. No, it's just I have songs that I've written that don't necessarily fit what we do as a band. So yeah. as a band, I would say you know we're more on the progressive side of bluegrass, but we do really we try to to 
do a variety of things from all branches of the bluegrass family tree. We love it all from the very traditional to the very progressive from flat and scrugs to new grass revival. Um, you know, we've been influenced by it all. So, and, and most of what we do are songs that I've written. Um, so yeah, it's, we, we try to keep it fun and interesting. So I want to ask you, uh, name off, give me like five song names that you've written, that you've written for your, your band. S- songs that you've bluegrass songs that you've written and what are the titles okay uh yeah. well there's the barber's fiddle and i wrote that with linda dawson barber's fiddle and um rest my weary feet okay I wrote that gosh in college um to- topaz moon topaz moon okay do you want songs that that you might just, have heard of or just anything, just songs anything just anything all. okay uh speaking to that mountain wrote that with okay. jeff hyde um where are we at one One more more. we want one more uh fishers of men and i actually i have not recorded that but rhonda vincent recorded it and of all the songs that i've written that one has been has has reached the farthest i I just had a band from the czech republic wrote to me and said that they've they've recorded it um with czech lyrics yeah and were they yeah. correct <laughs> oh i don't i don't know i you have I, to translate right well i looked it up um all i found online was the title and it was something about he will be your guide or something was yeah. was what they had titled it as so so That's yeah how I mean, it translates or whatever <laughs> i would be interested to like see a full translation but i was just like i'm just thrilled wow. that y'all sang it and that's amazing and please rec- you know i'm so glad you recorded it thank you so the, what i'm getting to is like these t- t- song titles where does the where do you get the inspiration to write these songs like i'm thinking like bluegrass it's not you know it's it's an old style of music and you're putting are you putting a new spin on it or where, where do the ideas come from for these titles oh gosh just anything and everything just anything and everything honestly i read a lot i love to watch movies i don't get to do that much like the barber's fiddle that days. to me is like a historical thing yeah so that you know? started out when somebody walked up to me at dollywood and was telling me this story about a barber in his hometown that had been a fiddle player out on the road and couldn't make it work came home with no money and the um you know hocked his fiddle for a haircut so that was the initial story and then we took Gene Boyd from the Star Barber Shop in Bristol, Virginia, somebody that I met when I came down to East Tennessee State to go to school, and we used him and his barber shop uh, with his blessing. Oh, you did a video, didn't you? Oh, yeah. we did a video, That's yes, right. yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. but he's not in the video. He's passed away several years ago, and I, I got to sing him this song before he passed away. It took longer to record it, but um, but that was sweet to be able to share it, and his family was involved in the filming of the video they sent me photos and stuff great. from his shop and um so you gotta look that up on youtube yeah the, so, the so barber's the fiddle. barber's fiddle and if you go to my website beckybuller.com and buller is spelled just like it sounds b as in boy u-l-l-e-r beckybuller.com and go to videos you'll see the barber's fiddle right there but um but yeah so that was inspired by real life but we kind of changed things around yeah. and yeah. Made it more um, song friendly, yeah. I guess. But I keep a, a running list of song ideas on my phone. I know when we got together, I think I was threw out some stuff that I thought, well, yeah. this might be country. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you threw out some stuff and you're like, well, this might be bluegrass. <laughs> I love it when I write with Jeff Hyde. And, and again, Jeff Hyde is with Eric Church's Road Band. And he's written stuff like, um, let's see. Oh, gosh. Uh, v- uh, let's see. Um, a Record Year. 
I'm having a record year. He's in on writing yeah. that one. Springsteen uh, for Eric Church. He's written stuff for George Strait and lots of other people. But so I'm just thrilled that he would write with me. I met him and his wife, April, going to church in Murfreesboro, played in the praise band with them at Believer's Chapel. And um, so like about once a year, we get together and we write. And I'll come in, I'll be like, oh man, I got this idea. And I think it sounds like a country song to me. And he'll say, no, 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 that sounds like a bluegrass song. (laughs) I'm like, you don't understand. I really, really think this sounds like a country in my head. Yeah, I hear a country. Well, band. you would know bluegrass. You are like you're like the professor of bluegrass. I guess here. so. Yes. So yes, I would never argue with anything. Well, any bluegrass point with you. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah. I listen to all sorts of music, though. I I love James Taylor. Actually, I'm about to put out a um, a cover of James Taylor's Mill Worker. It's coming out on the 19th. Please look for that. Uh, the 19th August, of August. August 19th. Okay. It'll be everywhere that you download your music. Please check it out. We've been cool. doing that one. Mill, uh, what is it called? Mill Worker. Mill Worker from James, uh, written originally by James Taylor. Written by James Taylor for a um, a musical um, that was all about labor, just different kinds of, yeah. of work. And um, But he had it on his flag album that came out in 1979. A great year. Wow. Absolutely fantastic year. 1979. <laughs> wow. I remember it. I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we've got, so we'll, we'll throw in like, you know, songs like that. Um, let's see what else. I, oh, I wanted to ask you a question yeah. real quick. Sorry. Um, your Christmas album. Yes. Is that traditional Christmas songs or are they original? That was my question. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes. Yes and yes. It's, uh, it's about half covers and half songs that I've written or co-written. Um, it's mostly bluegrass, a dash of old time, um, a little bit of jazz. Really? We felt like we okay. could get away with that with the Christmas okay. record. We had Todd Parks and Chris Brown and his drums of renown from the Sam Bush Band come in. And then um, Pat Burgesson came in and played some guitar. Wow. So good. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I've got some just really awesome special guests. I'm going to I'm going to get for this Christmas season, I'm going to buy your Christmas album. I'm going to go on <laughs> iTunes or wherever cuz that sounds to me like an amazing Bless listen. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, just like put the headphones on, get on the bus and travel and listen to Becky yeah. Buller Christmas music. That just <laughs> Thank oh. you. Yeah. What could get better than that? So, what do you want me to do next? Okay. Um uh I think our time is almost up. So, oh, no. if you wouldn't okay. mind uh, taking us out with something on the guitar. Yeah. Maybe, okay. Know? How much time do we have? What do, what do we? Uh, have? I don't know. Ten minutes or something oh. like that. We can still talk a little bit. And yeah. she's putting her fiddle up now, and guitar. she's gonna get the guitar. She brought the whole music store just I because she, you, know, I, you never I t- know, right? I told him I was traveling light because <laughs> I don't have a bass and a sound system and a a band and a kid yeah. <laughs> with me. <laughs> just the traveling trout. Traveling Trout. Oh, yeah, Trout. If you ever go to her Instagram account, Becky Buller, um, is it Becky Buller Band or Becky Buller Instagram? I, I changed it. It's Becky Buller Official. Official, okay. And yes. she has a little stuffed trout that she, is that your pillow? That's your pillow you sleep on, right? Oh, yeah. Is that the deal? Is that what it is? <laughs> it's a trout. It's, it and was, it's called Trout. <laughs> it was my niece Amelia's trout, and it lived in their camper for years. And then she got bored with it and uh, gave it to me. Well, actually, gave it to Romy. 
Okay. But I was like, oh, this could be fun. So and, comfortable. And, you know, we were talking a minute ago about how people love stories. Yeah. And they love the story songs and bluegrass music. Well, they also love their stories on the, to quote, the stories. The stories to quote Carlton Haney, um, old bluegrass promoter oh, from yeah. back in the day. The bluegrass <laughs> story, he liked to tell that. Story. Um, so people love the stories. And so if you're looking for a way to bring people to your social media, Come up with a story, something fun that they can follow. And with with me and my band, it's all light and fun music and mayhem. That's it. We keep it. We we our job is to take you away from reality for a little while and give you a respite. And and I hope that people come away from our social media, our shows, any personal interaction with us, you know, I, I hope they, they leave feeling refreshed and rejuvenated because we just, we just need that. I mean, how could so they not, badly. how yeah. could they not come I, away from a Becky Bull show? I hope so. Just like completely uh, moved and enlightened. Uh, anyway, so one of my storylines is Tales of the Traveling Trout and unfortunately people encouraged me with it and so I've kept doing it and, um, so yeah, he even, yeah, he trout. graced, he graced our recent Station in poster. And for those of you who don't know, the Station Inn is um, Bluegrass Mecca. If you're into bluegrass music, you have to come to the Station Inn in the Gulch here in Nashville, Tennessee. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I'm going to yes. check that out. Oh, you haven't been there? I I've been to the Gulch, but I didn't know there was a bluegrass. I know there's Sambuca down how there. Ma- how long have you been in town? I've been here for almost 30 years, And you've never years. been to the Station Inn? The Station Inn. Maybe, I, I don't you, think so. Oh, surely to goodness. Maybe I okay, have. Okay, I'll put you I, on the on the list for my Christmas show. Maybe I went there and did a thing and didn't know it was called the Station Inn. Because oh. a lot of times we get yeah. shuttled around. It's like, okay, get out of right, the van, right, go in right, here. Right. And, I gotcha, yeah. <laughs> oh, surely you've been there. It's But the but I'll put you on the list for my Christmas show. It's December yes. 2nd if you're home. Or are yeah. you guys on the road? Uh, November. We might be on the road. I'll look and see. Okay. But yeah, December 2nd, we're playing the Station Inn again. But but Trout was on our latest poster, and the band just rolls their eyes at me. When you, but when but you people say, are hey, into it. Hey, let's do a thing with Trout. And yeah. Like, mm. Okay, well, I'm going to try this song that I wrote with Jeff Hyde and John Pinnell. And I think it sounds like a country song, but we recorded it as a bluegrass song. <laughs> yeah. You can do the whole full song? Is that okay? Yeah, All right. sure. Um, and I'll just say that you'll take us out with this. Yeah. And it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank and you, Keach. I'm and just thrilled that that you said hey that day in the in the airport line. And we got to talking about music and yeah. banjos. And here I we are. I saw your banjo and I was like, wait, okay. I love it. Beautiful, amazing looking banjo player girl <laughs> walking around with a banjo. I gotta find out what the story behind that. Like, yeah. Okay, this All is right, called what? Go. This is called "You Come Around." Okay. When I told you how I felt and you didn't feel the same, I thought someday maybe you would come around. Couldn't help myself, kept searching for a way to change your mind and make you come around. Boy, you finally did, just not the way I meant. You're coming around and around, rolling through my mind like a tumbleweed on fire, burning 
a path of half my wide Through the dryest Texas plains Of my broken heart and soul And the Gulf of Mexico Can't drown you out When you come around Someone said you made a deal With that chilly eastward wind And it wasn't likely you'd be back around Truth is my fate is sealed It's never gonna end Time and again you always come around That's what they don't realize Every time I close my eyes You're coming around and around Rolling through my mind Like a tumbleweed on fire Burning a path a half mile wide Through the dryest Texas plains Of my broken heart and soul And the Gulf of Mexico Can't drown you out When you come around designated drummer. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.